All right. Good morning. Teaching others also. Fishing for souls. Wednesday. Here we are Wednesday morning, and it's uh, February 9th, 2022. Go to John chapter 3 for the sake of time. Get ready. And understand, uh, you know, that these things are connected. You're not going to really get the full thought without going through and connecting them. By the way, the... <laughs> Uh, being on uh, what we're on here on on the we that website, the website and all that, it, it doesn't work like people who are monetizing. And there's not a thing wrong with monetizing. Hope people do that on the on the other uh, things that are so more social and more public. So how many times you listen doesn't affect me, except in the fact that I I do want to be a blessing to people and I do want to see it affect their lives. Now, it's Wednesday on Monday. We did a thing on uh, God's part, your part, out of Psalm 7. And even though we named it that, it is directly connected to tying together the idea of being a fisher of souls, a fisher of men. And I did not, did not title it as number 11 in the series because it is also standalone. But I was really impressed upon that. Uh, yesterday, we were off the air, partly uh, through a Technical glitch, but also through a health glitch. Everything's better now and good enough to, to talk <laughs> and to focus. Now, I'm going to say this. We're going to move from fishers into fishing. If you haven't uh, picked up the other ones, the, other, the first ten, I suggest you do. I would really recommend it because these are all connected. We've not spent an undue amount of time or an inordinate amount of time reviewing each time because we're doing it in a 15-minute radio broadcast style and we hope that it's a blessing and convenient. Uh, how many times you listen to something does not affect me, as in uh, there's no monetizing of these of these things. There's no monetizing of the, of the website. There's no uh, appeal for offerings or anything of that nature. Now, what I would say is this. If it's been a blessing to you, it wouldn't hurt to drop uh, me a comment, uh, you know, sometime if the Lord lays it on your heart, because that's one of the things that lets me know if it's a blessing. Uh, my only real motive in doing this is that it'd be a blessing to somebody. Now, my obviously my first motive is obedience, but this particular method of obedience, if uh, people weren't listening, and they are, praise the Lord, you know, uh, then we wouldn't do it. And I want to move from fishers now. And we could have done that forever, okay? I, but I, I really do hope you'll listen to Mondays, even though it was not labeled Fishing for Souls. Mondays, God's part, your part, Psalm 7. Now, today we're in John 3. I hope you've turned there. And in John 1 and 2, the Lord Jesus Christ has been doing some personal work, uh, but he's been doing it uh, from the standpoint of calling his disciples, we're going to come back to John 2 later, as in what he does with his signs in a corporate or group setting. By the way, corporate is not just about some business. Corporate means group, as in Marine Corps, C-O-R-P-S, a group, a plural. But I want to start in John 3 and look at how the Lord Jesus Christ did some personal work. Uh, of all the people in the New Testament that we would want to learn from, it would be the Lord Jesus Christ. The character in John 3 is named Nicodemus. Now, I know that, and I've heard 
multiple, multiple messages, lessons, and all that kind of stuff uh, about Nicodemus and, you know, about this passage. The thing that has sometimes kind of grieved my, my particular spirit is that when people come to the Bible, when and I know we're all capable of it, so I'm not saying I'm perfect, but when you come to the Bible with some preconceived ideas, a lot of them are just, honestly, they're, they're, uh, they're peculiar maybe, they're a bit eccentric often, um, many times they're what we would call parochial, they're from whatever group you're around, and the thing is, we're not trying to do something new, in fact, it's the opposite, we're trying to do something biblical, because that's what God promised to, to bless. We're not trying to GMO the gospel, genetically modify the gospel. We want to be preaching the gospel that the Bible tells us to preach because that's what God will bless. You can get, quote, results in other ways. You might even get people into church. But you can definitely get, quote, professions of faith and all that other ways. But at John 3 is the heart of this. And because a lot of conservative and Baptist people in the past were put off by a sort of a lovey-dovey, you might say, you know, an easy believism, they call it. Because they were put off by that, this passage as a whole has been neglected in personal work. In John 1 and 2, he's calling his disciples, etc. And these are men, and the disciples are men who'd already believed in God. I, My personal opinion is that's why in John 14, he said, you believe in God, believe also in me. By the way, in, in Fishing for Souls, it's a good thing. Find out, do you believe in God? If they say yes, say, well, the Lord Jesus Christ had something to say about that. And in a, in a drawing way, pull them in and say, he said, also believe in him. I can't emphasize it enough, but I have to move on about the fisher's attitude, the fisher of souls attitude, the fishers, those who go out and go after souls, and that's your spirit. There are so many people that talk to people about their soul, or let's put it this way. I think a lot of people aren't really after souls. I think they're after a result sometimes. Sometimes they do it because they feel like they ought to, but they're not after that person's soul. That's what we should be after, souls. You can't win that soul God has to. And you say, well, there's a verse in Proverbs 11.30, he that wins souls is wise. That's true. Take it in context. Take it with the rest of the Bible, okay? So John chapter 3, and he is literally, seriously dealing straightforward salvation. And we're going to start on the passage today a little bit, and it might take a couple days to just go through. We're not going to try to exhaust it, but I'd like to paint an overall picture today, and then if needed be tomorrow morning, <clears throat> I'll come back to it. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Now the Jews, when it says a ruler of the Jews, these Jews had a whole setup that was different than we might picture. Uh, it was a com combination of religious, because it was, 
a religious, you know, thing, but it also was connected to them as a people being ruled. And so what's important for us to remember is that we have to put ourselves and our hearts and our minds into this situation. So Nicodemus comes to him. And by the way, Nicodemus shows up in John 19, verse 39, if you want to talk about effective witnessing, effective fishing for souls. He shows up in chapter 19 over there in in this book of John. And he's one of the fellows that deals with the body of Jesus coming off the cross. It's important, he also speaks up in John 7, if you remember that. So it's important to understand that this is one of the best places to start in looking at fishing for souls. Now, my thing, and you know this, and I'm going to say it till you already till you anticipate me saying it, and if you tune me out, that's that's a pity. But you've got to get the forest and then get the trees. You must, you must, you must, you must. Nicodemus is a ruler of the Jews. So here's a man with influence, but here's a man with responsibility. Here's a man who's sincere. He speaks up in John 7. He comes and gets the body of Jesus in John 19. Okay? Everyone else is running for their lives. And they come and they get the body. Think about it for a minute. That's a pretty amazing thing. Joseph of Arimathea and and Nicodemus, they are doing something that no one else maybe felt the, the courage to do or whatever. This is a big deal. So it says, The same ruler came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi. Now, Rabbi is a title. Rabbi is a form of expression, a form of reverence, of, of respect. We know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. This is an amazingly wise statement. You say, well, he had to be God to do miracles. You better go over to your Old Testament. There were mere mortal men that did miracles in the Old Testament, raised the dead, got leprosy off of the, off of, of the ruler's hands, told Naaman how to get healed, No, that alone wasn't going to tell them he was the son of God. So Nicodemus wants to know who Jesus is. Okay? And the Lord Jesus Christ, in his wisdom, and as a great example to us recorded in our Bible, he doesn't deal with that. He doesn't deal with whether Nicodemus can walk away and just say, yep, that's the son of God. He deals with why he's on earth. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. (coughs) Excuse me. For those of you who are versed in your Bible on kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, be careful here. This is one of those places, if you're not careful and you've got yourself so programmed that when this goes off, you're like a computer instead of a human who can think. Computers cannot think. They can only run on how they're programmed. If you're not careful... And you're programmed this way, this is going to let you down. You're going to tune it out. Yes, Nicodemus is looking for the kingdom of God. 
Because in his mind right now, this kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven thing is the same, and it is at the time because the Lord Jesus Christ is on the earth. So don't miss this. So this morning I want to say seekers are seekers. You say, well, that is just, I know, yeah, it's super simple, okay? Because my next point is going to be, which I won't get to today, is simple language keeps it simple. Simple language. But for this morning, for a couple minutes here, in the time that we have, seekers are seekers. You say he came by night. I have heard people get up, he came by night, he's a coward. He came by night, he's afraid. He came by night, hey, stupid. He came. Hello, hello, hello. You say, well, that was kind of harsh. Well, the people who are constantly criticizing characters that God put in the Bible, they're the ones who are harsh. They're the ones who ain't got a lick of sense. Would you say that to your face, brother? Yes, I would say it to their face. And I have. You know why? Because they're taking the Bible and they're turning people's spirit. Listen, one-on-one -on -one is the greatest opportunity we can have. So when someone quiet, let's take on the job, fellas, and someone pulls aside and comes to you. Instead of having an attitude and say, well, you know, they were embarrassing me. They gave me a hard time in the lunchroom. They gave me a hard time. You know, we, we would get our lunch pails, whatever. We were carried it in at lunchtime, building houses, framing. I mean, hard work. We'd get them. And a lot of times we'd sit within earshot of each other, might sit a little ways away, and it had nothing to do with COVID. This was a long time ago in the 70s and early 80s and through the 80s. And they would get to talking. Sometimes uh, guys would want to rest a little bit, especially if it had been a really hot day or we were working five tens. And in those group conversations, sometimes there would be a little piling on by those who were, you know, maybe avoiding or resistant or against the gospel or under conviction. It was an awesome opportunity whenever one of those fellows would come and ask you a question alone i cherished it and some of y'all you just whacked out in the head and i didn't set out to say this but i'm going to because i'm gonna close here it's time to close right now today will you let it sink in seekers or seekers it don't matter how they come in fact sometimes the quieter quieter they come the greater chance you have i pray today you get ready to go fishing for souls see you in the morning